You have to stand in the word. Your days, if you stand in the word, your days will be full of light. Your days will be full of life. If you stand in the word, it doesn't matter what the world does. It doesn't matter who the president is. Listen, it's not what I want either. Believe me, I could do a four, five hour sermon right now straight (laughs) on the Democratic Party. It's not what I want, but it is what it is. Tom, you're not supposed to say Republican or Democrat from the pulpit. Don't care. I just don't care. You need to understand that. I'm not trying to gather as many people as I possibly can. I'm trying to preach the word. And whatever the fallout is, it is. If it's thousands, it's thousands. If it's 12, it's 12. You preach the word no matter what. Amen? See, that's the problem that causes compromise inside the church is the motivation is all wrong. Your motivation needs to be the Bible, the Bible, and then after that, more Bible. Bible in first place, second place, third place. That's it, period. If it offends, it offends. Sometimes it does. It offends me all the time. One of my hobbies or habits is memorizing Scripture. I memorize lots of Scripture that offends me. I wish it wasn't true, but it is true. And yet, listen, I wish there wasn't a hell, but there is. So you have to preach it. I wish there was another way, but he's God, I'm not. His thoughts, his ways are above mine. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. So what I do is I go, you know what? If it offends me, then I'm wrongfully offended. And I conform and I bend to the word of God, period. Luke 12, 48, our base scripture for this series. Much is demanded from everyone who has been given much. Much will be demanded. So you've got to let that verse sink in. Got, you have to ask yourself, have I been given much? Most Christians only think of Christianity as a coping mechanism. It's a way for me to get through life. That's fine when you're a young believer. You know, I got saved, and man, it's a relief that I'm saved. My life is on the right track. But it's not about coping, it's about power. And from, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So we have to ask ourselves right off the bat, and this is a demanding church, demand that you worship. I'm looking and I'm judging your worship like I tell you guys this morning, C, etching towards C minus. At least it wasn't a D. Did you say thank you? (laughs) Only Naz would say thank you to a C minus. That's a sunshine person. In which most of you are not, and neither am I. <laughs> but we have to ask ourselves, well, what is demanded of me? A lot of Christians go, well, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and it's really Christian mythology. We have to ask ourselves in specificity, what is it that is demanded of me? I want to know what's demanded. I don't want to just read a Bible verse and it become Christian folklore. I want to know What specifically is demanded of me since Jesus is saying, I've given you much and much is demanded. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee you this, that it's more than what most of us in this room are doing, including me. See, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being corrected. I'm okay with saying that I'm falling short. I'm not okay with falling short. I'm okay when the facts point out that I am falling short and somebody or the Bible points it out to me. I'm okay with that. 
Most Christians are not. That's where they get offended. And you guys missed out on this part, so I'm going to do a quick rewind of Samuel and Saul from last week out of 1 Samuel 15. Starts off, I gave you guys verse 3. It actually starts off in verse 2, and it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts. Now, should we take that sentence very seriously? Yeah, but wait, wait a minute, though. Are you sure? What if it violates your heritage? Look at me now. Seriously. What if it, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead to the wall serious. What if that violates your heritage? Thus says the Lord, violates your heritage. What if it ruins the fact that you're a great and wonderful person? You know why? Because there's not one soul in here outside of the gospel that's a great and wonderful person. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the human heart is deceitful above all things and wicked. Who can do it? So what if the word, and see that right there ruins a lot of people's essence of themselves. I have a good heart. No, you don't. Nobody does. If you're, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, you don't have a good heart. Nobody does. So what if thus says the Lord of hosts ruins your past? Will you still receive it? What if it ruins your stature in the eyes of people? Will you still receive it? That's the question. Thus says the Lord of hosts. This is Samuel talking to the king of Israel, Saul. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Now remember back then, there wasn't a Bible yet. So when you got a word from a prophet, which this word from this prophet became the Bible. So this is the word of God. So the, so the prophet says to the king, which is the Bible, thus says the Lord of hosts. 1 Samuel 15, 3. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all. Everybody shout all. <clears throat> all that, that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. That can't be God. That is God. He's different than most people think that he is. As you hear all the time around here, he is not in the drum circle on Nokomis Beach smoking doobies. That's how, the, that's how the progressive church preaches Jesus. Oh, he's just all accommodating, all tolerant, all accepting. He's not. He's not remotely like that. This is the mighty God of Israel. This is the dad of Jesus talking right here. <clears throat> but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child. Thus says the Lord. Tom, are you going to preach to us that we're going to go off and start killing infants and women and nursing children? No, that's the Old Testament. But this is still the word of God. So this is what he's supposed to do, right? Saul, Samuel, command Saul. Go and do this. Thus says the Lord. Verses 15, 8, and 9. He also took Achag, king of the Amalekites, alive. So he went and attacked Amalek, skipping ahead. He goes and attacks, but he just doesn't obey the, the voice of the Lord. He also took Achag, king of the Amalekites, alive. Was that what he was commanded to do? And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared the king, Achag, and the best of the sheep, the oxen, fatlings, lambs, and all that was good. Let me go back. But kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. Did he say keep the best? 
He did not. Thus says the Lord of hosts. And were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that, that they utterly destroyed. 1 Samuel 15, 13 through 15. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are, remember now, Samuel goes to Saul. Saul says to the prophet, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Ready? Here's the first one for this morning. Whoops! He did not. He's lying. But Samuel says, What then is the pleading of sheep in my ears? In the lowing of oxen, which I hear. You said that you fulfilled the commandment of the Lord, but I hear the opposite in my ears. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. He blames them on other people. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice. So we didn't obey God. We chose to go our own route, keep the best, and then we'll offer it as a sacrifice. In other words, we'll follow God on our own terms. That should sound very familiar to you because it is the siren song of the progressive church in 2021 in America and around the world. Look at us love, they say. Look at us sacrifice instead of obey God. 1 Samuel 15, 19 and 20. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, says Samuel to Saul? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. You'll hear every church that's locked down say the same thing. I had somebody send me a message this week about a pastor, friend of theirs, who said that he prayed and God told him to lock down his church. It's impossible. That is Saul. The modern day church is Saul. I'll show you how in a minute. But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on a mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Achog, king of of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. It's not what he said to do. But it certainly is good in the eyes of Saul. He likes it. What you have here is Saul's version of obedience, which is not the word. And what you have here is the embodiment of the modern church. And its version of obedience, which is sacrifice. That's not what God's looking for. God's not looking for sacrifice. He's looking for obedience. Look at us sacrifice, the modern church says. We shut down for you. We masked for you. We cast down our special status. What is your special status? Chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, 16 and 17. Joint heirs. Cast down though. We cast it down to show that we are equal with McDonald's. We're, we're equal with all the stores that shut down. We're, equal. we're going to cast down our special status. I hear Saul again. Look, I have obeyed the command of the Lord. I did. In my own eyes, look at, we brought back all these things as a sacrifice to you, Lord. That's not what I asked. Look at a sacrifice. Look at a sacrifice, Lord, the modern church says. 
We'll stop worshiping you for you. We'll stop gathering. We'll forsake the assembling of ourselves together, Lord, for you. We'll cast aside the Bible, Lord, for you. That's what Saul did. Look at what we do for you, Lord. Look how we conform. Look how we sacrifice the Bible. Look how we demonstrate the boundless reaches of our love. All by disregarding the command of the Lord. That's Saul. Most Christians think that those verses have nothing to do with them. So the modern religion, the modern tradition is sacrifice over obedience. Oh, I'm willing to never see my grandmother for the rest of her life. Look at the sacrifice I'm willing to make. It's not what God told you to do. What did God tell you to do? You're worried about your grandmother? What should you do? Go over and start binding things over her. That's what you're concerned about. Despite the fact that she, she has a 94.5% chance over 80 of surviving COVID. Pretty good odds. But it's the black plague. You better sacrifice to it. Oh, black plague. Oh, black plague. That's why you have Jesus saying in Matthew 15, 6. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect through your tradition. That's why the churches are powerless now. The Holy Spirit's gone. Because you can't have the Holy Spirit without the sword of the Spirit. He doesn't come without it. Amen. They traded in the commandment of God for sacrifice. Look at us love, Lord. Look at us sacrifice. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. So Samuel said, this is the verses most people know. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Did everybody hear that? Has the Lord as great delight in offerings and sacrifices and lockdowns and masks? In loving, telling people, you know what? It doesn't matter what kind of life you lead. God accepts you. Look at us sacrifice. That's not what he said. It's not what the Bible says. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. That's all he's asking for. What is love for God? Worshiping him? No, to obey him. Worshiping's, worshiping's a side product. Obey him. Then you'll want to worship him. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. To obey is better than your version of obedience. Your conditions of obedience. Well, Lord, I'll obey you up to this level. Lord, if you ask me to give up coffee, never. Yeah, I'll pick on myself. Lord, if you ask me to give up chocolate, never. Wrongly prepared meat, never. Fried meat, never. Joe Biden wants you to give up 99% of your beef. We can all say never to that. That's not rebellion. That's wisdom. Anybody know that deal, right? Green New Deal, 99% of your beef is on the proverbial chopping block because you can't have all those cows out there farting all the time. They got to go. Cows got to go. And they'll replace them with a bunch of electric cars that are powered by fossil fuels. That's how brilliant these people are. 
See, look at all the, look at all the non-emissions that we're doing. Oh, really? In order to power that thing, you have to have coal-powered p- plants. So you, we're going we're gonna to vastly increase our electrical use. Brilliant. See, that's what you get. When you have people that are sacrificing instead of obeying. So what happens is then human wisdom comes in. Because you've set the terms. Then you got a bunch of stupid people running the show. Here's the part that a lot of Christians need to listen to. Verse 23, 1 Samuel 15. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. In stubbornness, considered an attribute in America, this is what God thinks of it. How many of you, don't say it out loud. How many of you rejoice in your stubbornness? Nobody will ever change me. I am a stick in the mud. I'm proud of it. That's how I'm going to, that's what someday when I'm six feet under, that will be on my tombstone. Stick in mud. It's not how God looks at stubbornness. I'm going, you know what, I'm Baptist dadgummit and I will never be changed. Fantastic. Great job. That's great. But stubbornness is as iniquity, which means as is sin. And idolatry. Well, how can stubbornness be idolatry? Because you are God if you're stubborn. If you refuse to respond correctly to truth, you are God. Carve an image to yourself and burn incense to yourself. Stubbornness is as sin and idolatry because, here's the next part, well, part of the last part of 23. Again, Samuel speaking to Saul, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, not love, this is love. There's nothing else. This is, you want love? Do this. Period. It's not complicated. He didn't say because you have rejected love and compassion. He didn't say because you rejected sacrificing to me. He says because you have rejected the word of the Lord, I have also rejected you from being king. He doesn't, that's not just one time that he says that in scripture. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, Hosea 4, 6, right? It's not the first time. This is the real God. Not the bongo player on Nokomis Beach. This is the real God. The the bongo player, doobie smoker on Nokomis Beach, that's a golden idol made up by the progressive church. And just because, listen, because your pastor is Assembly of God, Church of God, non-denominational, Baptist this, dressed like that, does not mean that's not what they preach. They may look traditional and look conservative and look biblical, but you better watch what they're saying. Are they preaching an all-accommodating Jesus, the very one who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh under, under the Father but by me. That's not accommodating. And how do you come to him? You obey instead of sacrifice. How does God see it? How does God see this modern church? 1 Samuel 15, 23. I want to focus on that last verse again. Rebellion. Christians and pastors seeing. I put this text, got very little response. I was surprised. Well, maybe it's because they ban me all the time. I never know. But I put this, not text, tweet out on Facebook and Twitter from a blue check mark on Twitter, which means somebody who has a vast following. Tens of thousands of people follow this woman's name. I can't remember her last name right now. 
They follow this woman, and she actually tweeted out, QR codes and vaccine passports now, exclamation mark. Now, she has a following of tens of thousands of people. I have 904. And they banned me, cut me in half a couple months ago. That's what, that's what the world is crying out for. What's the church's response? Do what they say. I, 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 I marvel. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, right? So you see pastors are out there. Christians are out there. They're seeing tweets like that in some form or another, whether it's a tweet, whether it's Facebook, whether it's on TV. They see somebody crying out. She's not the only one. Allison Camerata on CNN said to another clown on there, I wish everybody had a card that they could just show that they're vaccinated. And the pastors don't repent. Doesn't send, I have not seen mass revival. You? I don't see it. I mean, to me, 52 years on planet Earth, I've never seen anybody cry out for QR codes. That vaccination proof through putting a QR code on your phone or on your forehead or on your right hand. And nobody repents. You know why? Because to obey is better than sacrifice. And the church has chosen sacrifice because it fits with them. They, that's what fits in with their self-righteousness, their filthy rags. It's we don't want to obey God. If we obey God, we'll be shunned. Listen, right now I have another video that I showed on the podcast of a prominent Democrat saying it is time to shun people who do not get vaccinated or wear masks. They're unapologetic. They're brazen. And yet the church does not respond. The church doesn't do this. should send everybody to the altar of God. Oh, my word, the book of Revelation is true. Yeah, it's always been true. QR codes and vaccine passports, she yells out, now. Pastors see this, but stubbornness is as I nickel. You know what? We feel right about us closing. We feel right about it. You know, we wanted to see how bad it was. Yeah, for nine months. You closed for nine months to see how bad it was, and it didn't matter what information came your way. You never would change, because if you did, it would violate your reputation. I don't want my people to think I'm stupid. They already think it. They may, you know why they're supporting you? They're supporting you because they themselves are stupid. That's why you have gay pride parades. I don't have a hetero parade. I don't go make a float and make out with my wife in front of everybody. Ooh, look at us. <laughs> why? Because I don't really have to try to get everybody to agree with me in my stupidity because I'm not stupid. I'm married to a woman. If you're married to a man, you're, you're a man making out with a man, you're stupid. Nobody will say, you know, people you can't say that up in church. They sh you should be. That won't make people feel comfortable. Not here for that. This is what I'm here for. You're going to be judged by it anyway. It's coming for you. You ain't going to live forever. It will come for you. You'll be judged by the sword of the Spirit. Jesus is the judge and he is the word. That's what's coming. So you might as well tell people who are acting stupidly that they're acting stupidly. I tell myself that when I'm acting stupidly. 
I don't have a problem with it. But pastors and Christians see all of these things unfolding. I have a list. Quantum, quantum dot tattooing. Nobody's ashamed of it. He's speaking openly about it. Bill Gates is developing quantum dot tattoos right now. Does that not sound like a mark? Don't worry, it's just for proof of vaccination, so it's all about your health. Yeah, that's what Hitler said too. What was the first thing Hitler did? What's the first thing he did? Health reform. First thing. Second thing he did? Then he locked up. Then he locked up as part of health reform. He locked up all people who are mentally handicapped. And then third, he came and took your guns. Sounds very familiar. Does it not? And see, that's the pendulum I want you to see. This is not a time to hang your head and go, oh, it's over. No, everybody thought it was over then too. Established the nation of Israel. Oh, it's over now. Any minute now. You need to read the book of Revelation. The hailstones, the size of millstones falling out of the sky. Before you start thinking, Jesus is coming back any second. There's lots of things that need to happen. But the church needs to rise and fight. We can swing the pendulum back. Do you want your kids to have kids? Well, then you need to fight. Little baby on the stage, he can't fight yet. You have to do it. And I'm preaching to the choir because look at you. You're here. You survived this place. How many of you have come for more than a month? Shout amen. You're amazing. Seriously. Most people don't. My own family doesn't come for a month. (laughs) This is the way it's supposed to be. You should be nervous when you walk into church. You should be concerned, not, oh, good. (sighs) Give me some more oxycodone. Relax. No. But the church sees... Vaccine passports, quantum dot tattoo technology, obvious totalitarian control, obvious globalism, new world order, obvious persecution of Christians. You don't see it? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge? Rejecting knowledge? Listen, you need to tune in. You need to tune in to Rebel News Canada every day of your life. If you don't, you're off track. Tom, how dare you say it? I'm daring to say it. I'm saying it to your face. The church in Canada is gone. Our brothers and sisters to the north are persecuted and locked up. They locked up another pastor. Pastor Coates locked up. Pulaski locked, locked up. Another pastor at them, and I don't know his name yet, is locked up. Trinity Chapel closed down. Gates and fences built around churches. How, did it take long? No, if you can seed and you're plant, whatever you plant in the ground is going to come up. Those seeds have been planted for a long time because the gospel stopped being preached in Canada decades ago. In most of America too. Where, where are the bastions of freedom? Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. In California. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. How do people not respond to this? He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave. To receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. How do you not see it? Oh, we, you know, we've, we've heard these things before. You've never seen anything like this before. Stop lying to yourself. Christians out there, you know, we, you know, you know everybody always says prophecies and they never come true. 
Well, we were ushered in 13 months, 14 months of 15 days to flatten the curve to the precipice of Revelation prophecy unfolding right before your eyes. That's all it took. All it took was what? The church saying, we're going to cave. Most people aren't afraid of COVID. They're afraid of people. Not afraid of COVID. You really think they're afraid? You wouldn't go out. I'll, I'll preach this again to you briefly. I was a cop during the outbreak of AIDS. You got some cops in here. I remember when AIDS came out. Remember Magic Johnson, 1991, it all became a big deal, right? That people were afraid of. You know why? Because at that time, Anthony Fauci had blown up every possibility of any sort of cure. So at that time, it was a death sentence. Absolute, you're done. Done. I remember on a police call, having HIV infected blood on my forearm. As you end up rolling around with bloody people, right? That people were afraid of. And that was one of the times I had to step up in faith and go, no plague shall draw near this dwelling. That's what you do. I'm not going to live in fear. But that was a true plague. Everybody dead. Not 99.997 post-infection survivability. Even the very old, who's, who's dying right now? Who died of AIDS? Everybody. Everybody died. Here, 80 and obese. You're like, there's exceptions, Tom. Of course there is. You have little ones, you have young people, you have marathon runners die of the flu every year too. 575,000 people have died of COVID. No, they haven't. You're like, Tom, you tell us these stats all the time. I'm telling you, I know some of you, it's redundant. But I'm just telling you, it's not the case. It takes just a, it takes literally three minutes of study. How many people died in 2019 in America? 2.9 million happens every year. It's 2.7 to 2.9 every year. How many, how many people do cops shoot every year and kill? 1,000 every year. I don't know why it works that way. It just is that way. It's usually about 600 white people, 250 black people, and all the other races make up the rest. Every year it's the same. But 2.9 million Americans died total of all causes in 2019. 2.95 million Americans, extra 50,000 died. Statistically the same. In 2020, so 580,000 Americans have died. What's 6% of 580,000? 50,000. That's the extra. That's what the CCP did was kill 50,000 Americans. That's what happened. Average age of death, 80. 70, 70 to 80% of hospitalizations are people obese and elderly. Facts. And yet you'll have a pastor swab his nose with a PCR test, send it in. Hey, you're, you're positive for COVID. Close the church. For what? What are you testing yourself for anyway? Is that godly? Well, no, we have to use wisdom. No, that's heresy and blasphemy. 
Seeing all these things and still refusing to repent is stubbornness, idolatry, and sin. You see it unfolding and you refuse to repent. Instead, you justify yourself. What are you supposed to do? Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Remember, from where, repent and do the first, first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. What is their lampstand unless they repent? What is their lampstand? That's your platform. Where are all the big names right now? They're like, they're surviving. They're, yeah, they're surviving, but they know they're dead. You cannot profane God's word and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Revelation 13, 18, here is wisdom. This is what should be going on. Instead, I, I know I'm using the same terminology, but I don't know what else to use. Instead of locking down your churches, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. You should be looking and saying, does that look like the book of Revelation unfolding? Proof? You can't buy or sell in Israel? You know, right now, I'm defending Israel, but Israel is a disaster area. You know, part of the, this is, this is deep, but you know part of the reason why they're being attacked? Because of COVID. What happened? They caved to COVID. They issued a green pass to everybody. You can't buy, sell, or trade without your green pass. In Israel, the entire nation, you have two classes of people, the haves and the have-nots. How did that happen? Because Joe Biden's the president of the United States. They're getting bombed right now because Joe Biden sent Hamas $235 million that Donald Trump refused to send them. That's what happens when you, when you say no to calculating the number of the beast. When you say no to obedience, whatever you plant in the ground, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you plant in the ground is coming up. You don't, as God's chosen nation, not obey the word of God. That's what they've been doing for generations. That's why they have, uh, listen, I'm completely against Hamas. They're a terrorist organization. But you think Hamas would be lobbing 1,500 missiles into Tel Aviv if Donald Trump was president? <laughs> no. They wouldn't exist anymore. They'd be wiped off the planet just like ISIS was. Where's ISIS? They're gone. That took all of about a week. A man that actually is still a man, I'll leave it at that because my wife will be mad at me if I say other things. A man who's not a gelding. That's what happens. What is, the, what, what is this calculation? Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. What is this calculation that equals wisdom? It's easy. It's Matthew 25, 13. Everything is easy in the word of God. It's just hard to swallow. It's easy to understand. It's just hard to swallow it. Watch therefore. That's your job. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. One of the things that is demanded of you is that you watch and that you are aware. The thief cometh as, as the thief of the, 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 the end of days comes as a thief of the night. We need to be watching. You need to be paying attention. It won't be a thief for you. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. 
The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But not for you because you are watching. And if you are watching, you can stave that off. You're like, maybe I don't want to stave it off. That's your business. I do. I want to win. I don't want to be the generation that loses. I'm competitive. I never participate in the YMCA sports where everybody got a trophy and nobody loses and nobody keeps score. I keep score. I take sides. I'm mad when I lose. I pout when I lose. Period. You shouldn't be that way. It takes all that I have to walk across the field and shake hands with my opponent. Not when I win. I'm fine then. Congratulations. Yeah, great game. Great game. <laughs> when I lose, I'm that guy. It takes all that I have. You saying, Tom, that it's losing? Yeah, if we don't stand up. We need to be watching. These things should ring alarm bells. The thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We should be seeing these things. The day of the Lord comes like a thief. Everybody hearing this? Watch therefore, for you know the day, for you neither know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So you have to watch. You have to be, is this is the wind blowing? Are the elements coming together? We should be watching. This church is watching. You are probably watching. But understand, most people are not. And see, we can leave the zombie apocalypse behind. That's the modern church, by the way. Just leave them behind. Go win the lost. Don't try to convince a bunch of hard-hearted Christians. It's over. Listen, I, there's a guy who sent me. Everything goes through emails to Heather, and then Heather sends me stuff to respond to. So this guy sent me a message. I spent an hour responding to him on email. As he was calling me a false teacher because I said you could lose your salvation and not a Calvinist and all those things. So he's a false teacher. Agrees with me on all the COVID stuff, though. The reason why his church is closed is because they believe the way that he does in the basics of Scripture. That's what they believe, or the lack of the basics of Scripture. But I spent an hour responding to him. I sent him Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse, and he responded by calling me names. And, and he's convinced that he's right. Don't let that in any way, shape, or form be you. Don't let that be, don't let that be you in your finances. Don't let that, do you, are you a tither? No, you know, I'm not, I, we don't do that. Well, that's you then. You're stubborn. You're just like that guy. Is that you with healing and restoration? Is that you with bitterness? That you respond to Bible verses with religion and name calling? He would never let the Bible get in the way of being a Baptist. Hey, Tom, do you have to be little denominations? Don't care. I was raised Catholic. I'll belittle them too. I, listen, I'll, I even belittle this church. I'll say to people, there's people in the church that don't listen. I see what they put on Facebook. I don't respond, but there's plenty of people at Foundation Church don't listen to a word I say. I don't know how you survive. I honestly don't. I, I actually marvel. I've had couples that live together attend this church for years. Seriously, they sit, they sat in this church for years, living in unrepentant sin. I'm like, how do you even get, how do you survive? I would collapse in here. 
I would collapse. I just quit. You have to know the symptoms. You have to see them. That's part of what is demanded of you. What should be happening with the church? And I'll tell you this. Here's the line of demarcation. This is where we'll launch in the second service. So you'll see the second part of this message in the second service. Watch it sometime this week. Watch it today. Listen to it as you're driving down the road. What should have happened to the church? What should, be, what should the church be on and about always and in response to the COVID agenda? No, it's, it's not an agenda, Tom. It's about saving lives. Anybody who believes that is an ignorant wretch. They've chosen to be an ignorant wretch 14 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You're ignorant just on that alone. After, after it went to three weeks, you should have woken up. So what should the church been on and about doing always and in response to the insanity and the agenda? What should the church have been doing? Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Oh, nobody's being threatened, really. And grant to your servant, really, here's Biden on his national broadcast, vax or be masked. That's what he said. Vax or masked. He blew up the first time he tried to do it because he kept saying vaxed. V-A-X-X-E-D, he kept saying, vaxxed. That's how dumb the president of the United States is. He's been dumb his whole life. He's got nothing to do with his age. He's been a baby butcher from day one. Speaking of ignorant wretches. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Mask or vaxxed. Or Biden, vaxxed. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may do what speak your word not your love not your compassion not your concession not your sacrifice speak the word not cooperate not assimilate not collaborate not ignore the word unfolding before your eyes not speak their language. I got a list down of their language. Mask, mask up, vaccinate, lockdown, social distance, new normal, great reset, contact tracing. That's all their language. All the Christians are speaking it too. Here, how many, how many Christian churches? Let's see. Oh, there's Dave. He sent me it from a church up in Michigan. He picks on me, Dave does, just to poke the bear. I'm like, let me rest. <laughs> hey, Tom, I think you'll like this. And you got a, you know, the little circles on the ground, all the Christians comply with, stand here. You know, in lines at the store. You might as well be playing the wall from Pink Floyd. If you don't understand that, you're too young. See, all those terms, vaccinate, lockdown, social distance, contact tracing, they lead to being okay with abortion. Because they're all the same line. Some are sin, some are not, but they're all of the same genetic code. It's called the spirit of the Antichrist. You're talking about contact tracing people? 
and digital chip technology implanted under the skin, it's the same line as abortion. It's the same line as people saying, I don't know whether I'm a man or a woman. It's the same line. It's all the world. It's the same line as transgenderism and gender politics. I'm a binary lesbian guy. We put that, we put that out on the, on the podcast. I can't remember all their names. I don't think Aaron, even Aaron can't pull that off, I don't think. But he had purple hair. And he said that he was a non-binary female who's attracted to women. He was a non-binary female, which means he's, he's a woman who doesn't look like a woman who's attracted to women. <laughs> I'm right. I got it, don't I? Yeah, that's who he was. So what is he? A dude who likes chicks. <laughs> like we all do. <laughs> that's the world. You buy into COVID, that's the line that you're in. I'm telling all the pastors and the Christians, you speak their language, you are them. You put their mask on, just like the transgenders. Rachel Maddow came out. David Hall came out and said, we don't want to cast our masks off because we don't want to look like conservatives. But it's all about your health, Pastor Love Body. All you got to do is read the signs of the times. When somebody says, I don't want to get rid of my mask because then I'll have to identify as a conservative. It's it's all over Twitter. It's all over social media. And that pastors will still stick to their guns. They will stick with their stubbornness and refuse to repent and talk like them and look like them. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amalekites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can't jump in and be a mask wearer and don't think that your lineage is not transgender because it is. You're binding in the same lie. What's the characteristics of the devil found in John chapter 8 verse 44? He's a murderer from the beginning. So you have the same people that are espousing vaccinations, are murderers. Oh, Tom, that's awfully harsh. Is it? 60 million people killed per year in abortion mills? Two million a year in America alone? These are the people telling you they're trying to save lives. So you can't buy into their lineage anywhere on the river because the river leads to a waterfall somewhere. Straight to hell. You don't buy into the great reset or mask wearing or locking down because you're buying in with the murderers. You're in their lineage. He was a murderer from the beginning. What else are his characteristics? He did not hold to the truth. To obey is better than sacrifice. He chose not to hold to the truth. The truth is what? Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loosed is loosed. He took up my infirmities and carried my diseases. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. You answer everything with the Bible, whether that makes you comfortable or not. It's way more comfortable. Everybody will be mad at me if I don't close down. Well, I experienced that. But I'm not going to emulate the devil by not holding to the truth. 
But if I hold to the truth, you see people count the costs. If I hold to the truth, it's not an option. You don't ever need to put an if in front of it. It should be an I will, not an if. I will hold to the truth, not if I hold to the truth. Yes, people will despise you for holding to the truth. Who cares? People will hate you if you don't too. You might as well go with what's right. What are other, what, what are, what's his final characteristic? He's a liar and the father of lies and his native language is lying. Oh, you don't have to wear a mask. Now you do have to wear a mask. Now you have to wear a double mask. They lie. They endlessly lie. I mean, explain to me the difference in the science. This past week, six minutes to go, everybody good? This past week, you have Biden prancing around, and Biden, I marvel at his masking. He's the greatest masker of all time. The greatest idiot I've ever seen on the public stage. He masks all the way to the bottom of his eyeballs. That's all you can see of the man. Then he wears those goofy aviators that he thinks makes him look young. Strike one. He, he, now, he wore that. He's been vaccinated since before he was inaugurated. He's been wearing this mask for 100 days, vaccinated. Then suddenly, in one week, you no longer have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. They're liars. And here's what you have to do, too, is you do not acquiesce to one ounce of any lie. You don't be like the conservative pundits now that are out there arguing about, well, I don't understand why everyone's still wearing a mask if they're vaccinated. You don't argue that point. You say you never needed to be vaccinated to begin with. But nobody has the courage to do that now because Democrats move the line and Republicans hold the line. You attack the original lie. This is not the black plague. Never needed a mask. Never needed a social distance. Look at the graphs. You want the worst COVID stats? Mask, social distance, and lockdown. So I'll close with this. The characteristics are of the enemy is a murderer from the beginning. Isn't it funny? Worship team, make your way so everyone believes me. You do not get in lockstep with murderers. You go the opposite way. Even if, what if the murderer makes sense? Go the opposite way. We're doing this for people's health. Go the opposite way. Murderers from the beginning. Bill Gates is responsible for countless deaths around the planet. Countless. 500,000 kids in India are paralyzed because of Bill Gates. That's absolute fact. It's all over Robert F. Kennedy's website. Bill Gates could have sued him 10 years ago and said a word. You know why? Because it's true. Oh, conspiracy theories, right wingness, not right wing. It's in the Supreme Court of India. They kicked him out. They're trying to bring him back and put him on trial. You don't get in with people like that. You stand up to them. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Facts or mask. Facts or mask. Vaccine passport. No, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word. Amen. Let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Matthew 5.37. That's what you do. Period. Yeah, but you know what? I'll lose friends. Welcome to the club. Every friend I have when I started this church, with the exception of two, are gone. 
<laughs> Why, Tom? Because of church. They didn't agree with something that I said. That was a Bible verse. Never let the Bible, though, get in the way of what offends you. Stand in the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand with me, everybody.